It's not getting it, getting it. Well, come to find out, she'd already been taking care of business with some of my boys. Now, we need to qualify a few things around here because <laughs> the boys down there were the dogs, and the dogs don't have any loyalty to anything. And I'm not saying I was perfect, I was a little bit of a dog myself, so we I mean, ain't around, we had different girls around, and partying and things happen, right? So we were all guilty in this thing. So, but I lived with the Cajun for the better part of probably seven, eight months. The Cajun. The Cajun. And my mother decided she wanted to come down and meet the Cajun. So my father had a small plane and my mother and father flew down to Norms. And we all put on our best faces and did the thing, you know, with the parents. And I could tell my mom wasn't sold. Now, my mother would never tell you she's not sold. She has a subtle way of doing things, as mothers often do. Some mothers are straightforward and other mothers have their ways. Well, I'd met my wife when I was 18. And through my trial and tribulations, we were together and I was gone, sometimes disappeared for six months before we got a hold of each other. And just kind of back and forth like that. In fact, when I went to the Middle East, I actually called from JFK Airport and, and told her roommate that I was going to the Middle East and I'd be back on my Colorado when I got back. I didn't get a hold of her. So, it evolved about a year later. I decided I ought to marry the Cajun because the boys needed a daddy. And I loved the boys. I didn't love the Cajun. I had sex with the Cajun. And the Cajun went her crazy personality was starting to come forward more and more and more. This was not exactly stable. She would uh, ping pong between the holy roller and the ever God-loving slut. And uh, I didn't always know what I was going to get. So I told my mother this, and my mother was still in contact with my current wife for 34 years and called her up and says, you need to call David and congratulate him. He is going to get married. <laughs> and she said, oh, hell no. Okay, so, so here we go. Mama's playing her card, right? Yeah. Okay. Kept that in her back pocket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kept that in her back pocket in her subtle little way. Gave her the Cajun's phone number. Mm. So Michelle calls the Cajun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and Michelle kept that in her backpack. Yeah. <laughs> and the Cajun answered and her girlfriend was there and she immediately gave the phone to the girlfriend. I was doing a job in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, the Cajun actually gave her the phone number to where I was. Okay. Which is somewhat amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife calls me up to be. And she says, I understand you're getting married. Well, yeah, you know. You didn't feel like you needed to tell her that? The boys, the boys, need, the boys need, a, need a father and everything, and I need to do that. So we get five minutes into the conversation, 
And I said, I'll tell you what, I'm making pretty good money right now. I can fly into Kansas City, we'll have an affair. <laughs> She'll never know I'm gone, I'm always gone. Well, that line of bullshit lasted for a little while. And about 15 minutes later, it's kind of like, look, we've been doing this dance for four years. And it doesn't seem like no matter what we do, we're not going to get away from each other, are we? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's the time that you and I face the real reality of what it is. Time for you to shit or get off this pot. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, Michelle and I said, okay, this is it. I'm going to go get rid of the Cajun and... We'll end that situation. Well, it happened he's to going be... To, he's going to, to break things off with her, not get rid of her. <laughs> Just to clarify. Right, right. Well, if this, you guys know, Dave's wife is Sicilian. So. This is Louisiana. And, you know, <laughs> there is a bayou down there. That's all I'm going to say. But Even though I did have a sheriff threaten to make me soft under a hollow log down there one time. So right. I do understand that aspect of it, too. And he was serious because I was dating his daughter. That was another dodge of bullet. I had many of them. Literally. Um, but <laughs> that, that may be a second story after we get around the table. That was pretty good, too. But anyway, we went to Mardi Gras. And we always rented a room, our group, down at the corner of Bourbon Toulouse in the Bourbon Inn, up on the fourth floor. Same two suites. We did it for four or five years in a row. And... Uh, we had crashed out, and I woke up, and Libby was having sex with the boy next to me. And I said, okay, now's my out. There you go. So I kicked her out, and I hooked up with a girl named Minnie Mouse for a while, and had a pretty good Mardi Gras. But I did go home and say, that's it, I'm moving out. And, of course, the Cajun about tore. I could hear, when she shut the door, I could hear the house getting destroyed. Not <laughs> destroyed. So, uh... That was probably good. Their mom worked a wonder, and everything worked out all right. And Michelle and I eventually married probably about you know, a year later. Okay. And uh, we uh, took that poor girl out to Elk City, Oklahoma. Mm -mm. Boston girl don't like Elk City, Oklahoma. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's, As they say in Louisiana, I guarantee that's true. Yeah, sounds like uh, you definitely... Dodged a crazy bullet. Dodged a crazy bullet. That would have been a nightmare if I married Libby. Yeah. I mean, the Cajun. <laughs> you better cut that out. Well, see, I will, I will edit all names. Nobody's going to know who Libby is. I will edit all names. They might. Anonymous female. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get rid of it. Hey, the face that she just made was amazing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Woo. It, it's, it's, it's cleansing anonymous female. I this actually is was no. I I am very open about this story, but um, I was actually talking to my best friend the other day about some some bullet <laughs> several dodging. crazy bullet dodgings I've done. But um, no, it, I mean in all seriousness, I dated a guy for a while that was very mentally and. Um, emotionally abusive and kind of started on the path of physical and I mean you know it it 
there's really not a lot I can say about it because none of it was really good. Um, you know, and I ended up having to get a restraining order, and that was it. I mean, I know, I know it's really... It's a, it's a control issue. They try to control, correct? So yeah, they start trying to control all your, all, your, all your time. Yeah, and the, it was just, it started off on a lie and ended on a lie. Mm -hmm. And it just, I mean, it was, I don't think that this guy could tell the truth to save his life. I really don't. I mean, he, he could, this, this, the really scary thing about him was people really didn't believe me that he was like that. Because he could make anyone believe anything yeah, yeah. that he said. Basically, you know? could sell fire to the devil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was really just... You know, and it honestly wasn't until he got in my daughter's face and yelled at her, and I was like, "Oh hell no, you are gone." It, it, I, I put up with a lot of shit, but as soon as he started getting, getting, in, you know, going towards the kids, I was like, "Nope, You're I gone. can't do it," and uh, I left. And it, it was several years before, actually. I mean even after we started dating that he was still trying to get a hold of me. And it was several years before that. Jeez. But I, I had that restraining order as long as I could have it, and which is about 18 months. And as soon as it, you know, without, I don't know if you guys know anything about restraining orders, but basically, you know, you can get it for, no, actually it was a year. You can get it for six months at a time. You can have it renewed once. To have it renewed a second time, you have to have new evidence that they're still trying to do something. And um, I had it for a year, and the minute it was up, he tried to call me again. Jeez. So it was. That's yeah. scary. And I mean, you know, it's I. Very, it's a very I, frightening thing. Well, I, I changed my phone number. I moved. I, I mean, all kinds of things, and he still would find me. I, I mean, it was really bad because he, I had a, that's why I never had another landline, but I had a phone, and he actually called the phone company and got my phone number changed and got all the access to my information. And when I asked them why they did that, because my name was the only one that was on the bill, they said, he knew your social security number. And I really had thought long and hard and looked into what it would take for me to change my social security number. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was bad. I, nice. I talked to the FBI. I mean, it, it, was, it was a bad situation. And now, when I talk to people, you know, I, because I've lived it. I've lived both sides of it. So I, you know, it, it's just a testimony. Well, the, the, the sad thing about that is that a person like that's mentally ill. Uh, yes, and, 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 I can and the problem, that. And the problem is that we, we live in a world where the mentally ill no longer can hardly be institutionalized. Yeah, I mean, because he really was Some a functional be, psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Some people need to be institutionalized. And we live in a world, you know, and they say Ronald Reagan was the one to kind of let them all go. But there's reason that people get locked up and stay locked up in their own yeah. condition. It's sad. It is a disease. I feel bad for the people that get locked up in that situation. 
Well, and but, I but didn't. They, but they can't save themselves, and they can't protect themselves from the public. Well, yeah. and and like I said to you, you don't realize it's really happening to you until you're so far into it yeah. that you know. And, and you really kind of, like, I'm the kind of person that likes to believe the best in people until I have proof that you are not a good person. And the thing with him was, it was really hard to prove it. Like, I knew in my gut, but it was really hard. Like, I felt like he was lying to me, but I could never prove it. Like, just to the point of, you know, he made me feel like I was crazy. Little like voice, I, yeah. The little voice in the back of your head is the one you need to listen to the most. Well, and I had never experienced, like I've, I've had, you know, crappy relationships, but I've never experienced anything like that before or since. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 you know, and the good news, it, does, it takes a toll on you. It does. Good news, uh, Rio... We'll never provide that to you all. No, and, and you know, we we talked about that um, a lot when we first started dating. It's good to be loved. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's good it to is. be loved. It is. It, it is. really is. Shoot, I've got, <laughs> I've got a few stories, but... Uh, <laughs> we got to come back around to one more for me, yeah, too. i yeah. got to go to the sheriff's daughter. Yeah, that so, was a bad situation. <laughs> so I guess I'll go to who I just uh, affectionately referred to as the ex. And uh, what, what was that? So I just re affectionately referred to her as the ex. The ex. And uh, so. Why? That's fine. Uh, yeah, true, true, yeah, true. So met this girl out. Uh, I used to be really. Uh, kind of serious into like the open mic poetry scene and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So was out at a poetry set with my cousin, met this girl, and we just had the best conversation and like, you know, just all the stuff that I was into, she was into and concurring. And, and so, you know, we just, we, you know, we kind of, you know, fell in it fast, you know, and you know, so found out that she lived on my side of town, so, you know, and not that far from me, so I would go over there and visit, and she said, oh, come back for breakfast, or, you know, and, uh, and, uh, so she had a roommate, and, uh, and, you know, get over there, roommate was nice, so just everything seemed great, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, breakfast was delicious, you know, all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, but uh, breakfast is a good measure yeah. of how the night went. Yeah, so, you know, and uh, so get over there. And it, but it was literally, I would, like, I would come over in the morning for breakfast and, and uh, some, you know, and so, you know, breakfast sometimes, lunch sometimes, dinner a couple times. She didn't get up and make breakfast with just an apron on for you? Yeah, uh, that came, that came later. Oh, I came just checked. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt. So, uh, but, well, no, actually, now that I think about it, um, she actually never did while we were dating. So um, never did what? I missed that. I'm oh, sorry. you don't need to know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>